Well, it seems like forever and just yesterday we were sitting out at Washington Grizzly Stadium watching an absolute beatdown. We've talked about it so much. I think that's what makes it seem like forever. But we haven't got this guy's perspective on it. Sammy and Kim here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Thanks for being here, man. How you yeah, doing? Thanks for having me, man. I'm good. Good to see you. I know you got a lot going on. Oh, buddy. Here we are. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, that time of year, that time of life. But uh, it's, a, it's a good thing. So appreciate you for, for coming in. Uh, we're going to get to the, the FCS playoff matchups this week, especially with the Big Sky schools. But what would you think? I mean, it, it, one of the cool parts for me is just seeing all the emotion. Like, yeah. when it was that, there was about four minutes to go in the game. I was up there with Ryan Tutel on the roof. I was like, we got to go down the field, man. We oh, got yeah. to just go down the field. And then we got, you know, I got to be like right there when the guys picked up the trophy. And then all of a sudden I feel myself just getting mauled from every side. And it's you and Keenan Curran yeah, and, and yeah. Jamal Jones. And it was, it was just, I thought that was one of the coolest parts was, first of all, how many ex-Grizz players Tons. That were back. Tons. And you could just tell how much it meant to him. Man. Oh, yeah. Like, watching Marcus Will, though, like, he hugged me like he won the lottery, man. Oh, yeah. He was so excited man, about it. We all it. felt like we won. Right? Totally. And, and that that's what makes great programs great, right, is I was talking to Keenan Curran about this after the game. He's like, yo, I know that during my career, I did not have a lot of success against the Cats. But he's like, I know that I helped bring those younger guys along, so to watch them have success against the Cats, it's all we're all kind of a part of it. Yeah, it's... You definitely felt the family feel, and you know I had never even talked to um, Trumaine for sure. But uh, he was like, "Man, I, I was like, man, it's it's a pleasure to meet you. You know, I've I've followed you, and you know I'm a big fan." And he was like, "Man, I know about you. You know, you're a Grizz, so That's I keep awesome. up." And yeah, you know, that was a really cool moment. But just like for Hauk to be able to celebrate that, and to know he was the last one to do it, and just to to see all the guys who I have played with who have all been through it, who didn't get that opportunity to win that big sky is just man i'm so happy for those guys I, I was i was happy that Tremaine made his way back too because there's so many grizz guys that have stayed connected to it and i think he has from afar he just i just haven't seen him around yeah i mean his locker was right next to my brother's locker when they were playing and true was like a junior and a senior when my brother was wow. playing so he was like you know in awe of this yeah. guy obviously <laughs> you know he's like yeah, my brother thought he was pretty okay, and then he's like, well, I'm not that guy. And then, yeah. But then it turns out that guy's the – I mean, he's the greatest corner in the history of the Big Sky Conference probably. Besides, really? I mean, I would say, man, I mean – Wow. He was three, That's... He was three-time unanimous first-team All-League. I mean, Jerron Bland is having the best pro career Deron. now. I, but... Teron Johnson, I think, was pretty Teron good. Johnson's He won really Big Sky good. Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, he was definitely year. really good. Tremaine was fascinating to watch practice, man, because – he was so superiorly talented to everybody yeah. that he didn't even have to try it. I'm not saying he didn't try. But he just, was, might have just looked like that to you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you know how Randy Moss is like the guy where he, he never breaks a sweat. He looks yeah. like he's never going hard, but he's still the fastest guy on the field. He catches yeah. a, t- every, a touchdown every game. That was like Tremaine, right? He would just be like, all right, whatever. One-handed pick. You know, he yeah. like I never saw him lose a one-on-one ever in like three years of covering him. It was crazy. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, he was. Uh, I, I was happy to see that was that my of all the great moments, my my most memorable moment of of sort of the the afterglow was the the, the guys took the the trophy over to the in, right in front of the the left side of the stands mm-hmm. there, sang the fight song, and they went over to the student section. Yeah, and Coach Houck stopped, and he just stood in the middle of the field, just all by himself, and he kind of just looked. And he was just kind of taking it all in, and it made Man. it made me so happy. It gives me chills, right? And it made me so happy that he was doing that because you know you play for Coach Houck. Yeah. He cares. He cares so much, but he also has a hard time like stopping for a second to enjoy the moment. And mm-hmm. he did. He was like, "Wow, yeah, we did it." You know, yeah. you know, fourteen years later, I I, yeah. I just I felt happy for him that he was able to experience that moment. No. uh 
I don't know if a lot of people talk about this, but like, you know, Hauk talks to a, some of the seniors sometimes and he'll tell us like he cares about his legacy and he cares about how he's viewed in Grizz allure. And, you know, that stuff matters to him. So for him to get that moment and for me to know that about him, it's just like, man, it, you can't help but just smile and feel good for him and about what he's accomplished. Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. It is pretty cool. And, you know, now they got one last goal for him to achieve because at this point, Bobby Houck is arguably the greatest coach of Big Sky Conference history, but it's an inarguable point if they finish the run here. Oh, yeah. If they, if they go and win the whole thing. Cemented. He's it. Yeah. He's the guy. Yeah. The, so it would be fascinating to see. A couple more things on the rivalry game itself, though, besides the uh, the afterglow. What'd you just think of the back and forth? Because there was no back and forth. Man. It was crazy. I, after the second touchdown when Clifton McDowell just shrugged the guy off, I was yeah. like, oh, that's over. Yeah. I was like, unless the Cats go do something pretty extreme right now, this is this game's over. Yeah. I think um, Montana State's lack of a passing, of a creative passing offense yes. really got exposed in this game. I mean, if you watch the game back, every shot they're taking down the field is a slot fade. Yeah. And I broke this down in my breakdown. It's just like – I don't know if they feel like they don't have the athletes. I don't know if they if, if the offensive coordinator is not able to draw it up, but it just doesn't seem like their offense outside of the running game, like their running game, they got all the scheme in the world. Yes. But if you stop that, what are you doing over the top uh, in the passing game? And that's one thing that really stood out to me in the back and forth that or lack thereof. You know, Montana was really able to dominate the game from that standpoint, and it, it showed. I thought that – the, the scheme on the Grizz side was so brilliant, too, because you're, you're right. Between the 20s, the Cats scheme up so much stuff in their run game, it's impossible to not get gassed. Because, they I mean, they had a couple plays that they never run before. Yeah. They hit you backside. If they get that kickout block, boom, it's 30 to 40 yards. Oh, yeah. But then the Grizz, the Cats had three runs of 30-plus yards. They had like a 30-yarder, 36-yarder, and a 46-yarder. Yeah. And they got no points out of it. Because the Grizz were able to to stiff it up, oh, and I yeah. thought that was the most brilliant part of the game plan. Hey, if we give up a gash here or there, whatever, because when we get down, I'm downside in the twenties, we're going to out scheme them. Oh, yeah. What just see schematically? What did the what were the Grizz doing defensively to really, especially in the red zone? Man, uh, I think in the red zone, penalties is something that did hurt Montana State, and I mean, you know, the pressure they were able to to get on. Tommy and and I mean Sean Chambers didn't really play that much but the pressure they were able to apply was just insane I mean there was one point when Montana State had a second and one I think it was right outside of red zone territory right around the 30 25 20 yard line and um that is when Gubb busted through the line and got that tackle for loss then next play Levi Janicaro steps up and gets a tackle for loss and it's just like plays like that that stack up against Montana State when they're in scoring position it's just like 
Those are things you cannot have, especially the type of offense they run. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you the, the slot fade point that you made is so fascinating to me too because time a lot I know a lot of people like to pile on and say he's a, a one-dimensional quarterback that can't throw I think it actually still remains to be seen only because when they play weaker opponents they do let him actually play quarterback and yeah. get through some reads but a lot of times they're just rolling so much in the run game they don't yeah. have to and then when they get into these big games, then it seems like the only thing that they give them is just the RPO into that back shoulder yeah. fade. That's the same thing they did against Idaho. I just think it's a disservice to the kid to not like just give him like just let him run a little flood or something yeah. so he can just roll out and just three you know yeah. give him three options. Let's to run actually, some routes like to <laughs> actually let him make a read right. Yeah, like, yeah. So that that part is a, a little bit frustrating as well. Uh, I also think though just the Grizz, all the intangible factors. They, I mean, they just punch Montana State square in the face, and then oh, they yeah. just never let up. Oh, yeah. And I think part of that is because what we talked about before the game, how Clifton, he doesn't really know any better about the rivalry. He's like the battle of the brawl, and now it's a whole thing. (laughs) But it's like, look into that. Why does he have that mentality? It's because these guys are nobody to him. They're just another Big Sky opponent. That's right. This is his first year in the Big Sky. So it's like. (laughs) It's totally true, man. And he's just so, so unbothered by everything. Right, and I think that that's actually what makes him such a perfect fit at quarterback for, yeah. for this specific team. Most definitely, especially with all the noise that goes on around, you know, the FCS schools in Montana, you know, in the Big Sky, all the attention they get. You know, I think he does a good job of being able to manage that and just focus on what they need to do on the field. Because I mean, since he's been the full time starter, they have been all all gas, no breaks. Yeah, it's uh, well, as you know too, one of the biggest parts about having success in the the rivalry game is mitigating your emotions, right? Yes. Like not being too high. Mm-hmm. He doesn't ever really ever get too high against anybody. He's, no. It's it's such a fascinating personality trait because it's not that he lacks confidence. He's actually like incredibly confident. Oh, like yeah. He has so much swag. You can see it. Right. And that, that's, that's what's fascinating is to be able to be unbothered and cool, but also still have mad edge and swagger yeah. like he does. That's a very unique type of person. You can see it feeds into everybody on the yes. team, too. The offensive line takes on that mentality. The defense, I feel like, has always played with that sort of mentality. But it just, like, to to spread that around the offense, on the receivers, the running backs, the the offensive line, I think it, I think it's contagious, and I think he's infected the whole team. For truly. sure. For sure. Sammy Kim here uh, on the Big Sky Breakdown. Okay, so uh, you were working out at the Champions Center. You're still playing pro football, so you're still yeah. working out down there. You said you saw a bunch of those guys. Yeah. It was a couple a day or two afterwards, right? So they, yeah. they still they, got the I think it was head. a light workout day. Sure, but they're but, still in there. Yo, still in there, getting it in, and, you know, you can just see the hunger. It's like these guys just won a Big Sky championship, but, you know, I'm talking to them, and when I'm looking at them, it's just like, man, these guys, they are not done. I feel like they got a long road ahead of them, and I'm excited to see what, it, what it's going to look like. A DUI is a serious charge, and the process can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. I'm attorney Dave Maldonado, and I have the experience and knowledge necessary to effectively represent you and make the situation manageable. Visit BigSkyDefender.com today. 
that's that's always a huge dynamic coming out of this game too is how do you respond no matter what happened right oh yeah if you won how do you respond how do you carry the momentum if you lost how do you kind of pick up the pieces and put it in the rear view so i mean just tell me about that element for both sides grizz and cats Man, the they cats, also have a bunch in front of them. Yeah, the cats. I think they are going to come out and try to. I, I don't know, man. I think that NDSU game is going to be a really close game. Oh, no question. I think that's going to be a really close game. I think NDSU. I think they have this feeling that they think people have been sleeping on them. No doubt. And they have a point to prove. I mean, they just played a first round playoff game in how many years? Since 2010. Like. They, I think they have a point to prove, but I think Montana State also has a point to prove. I think they're going to try to impose their will in the ground game. I think both these teams really want to run the ball, you know, at their core. We know Montana State wants to do that, but I think that's what NDSU does. That's right. You know, so I think, man, that's an interesting dynamic for Montana State. Montana, I think they're coming off this bye, so, you know, they haven't played in a couple weeks. It's going to be Interesting to see how they handle the emotions of, you know, now they are champions to That's some right. extent. Now, you know, they do have the 10-1 and one record. Now they do have all the, you know, kind of all the all season long, if you really think about it. Nobody really believed in this team until they did it. That's right. All up until the cat game, everybody was like, I don't know. You know, it was before Idaho. It's like, I don't know if they can beat Idaho. And now there's a huge mindset shift. This is one of the hard. you know this as a former Grizz. This is one of the hardest parts about being a Grizz is all of the noise around, right? Yes. Because literally the narrative around the community was, these guys aren't any good. Yeah. These guys aren't even going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're going a little bit, but they're still going to lose to the Cats. We still don't know. And then it's like, oh, well, wait, they're the big sky <laughs> champs. And then it, but then it, in like a span of a week, it's like, everybody's talking about how, oh, they're going to Frisco for sure. There's no way they're going to lose. Man, oh my gosh. And I sit back sometimes after all the snow, the dust settled from Cat Grizz. Yeah. I was like, whoa. We need to chill out. These right. guys still got a long way to go. Like, obviously, they've done something monumental, and it's it's awesome. But at the end of the day, another one of those goals that you set at the beginning of the season is to win a national championship. That's right. And from that standpoint, there's still a long way to go. So um, I'm super excited. But, you know, I think we need to pump the brakes. And I feel like I've been saying that all season when they would win, and I'm like, yeah. I'm excited, but I need to pump the brakes. I don't know. I just feel like it's a good mindset to have to not – look too far ahead. Introducing SmartBiz, the ultimate Wi-Fi solution for Missoula's small businesses from Blackfoot Communications. With out-of-the-box dedicated networks, top-tier security, and network failover, you'll stay seamlessly connected. Just $20 a month, no contracts. Sign up at blackfootsmallbusiness.com slash better Wi-Fi and connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. It's totally true. And I mean, Delaware is certainly an underdog coming into this, but they are also like a, a program of, of high reputation, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, it's this blue is, blood, right? Yeah, it's not it's not just, you know, your I don't want to say schools names the dog on particular schools, <laughs> but like Delaware's won national championship, right? Oh yeah. I mean Delaware's been in the playoffs, I think, twenty three times. I mean, there's only like four or five teams that have ever made the playoffs more than Delaware. So wow. I mean Delaware's made the playoffs more than the Cats have over their history. Wow. So I mean Delaware has real Strong tradition. Yeah. I mean, this announced earlier this week that they're moving up. Do you think is that a distraction? The fact that they announced that this week. Uh, Rajim was in earlier. Rajim Seberg was in earlier recording some radio stuff with me, and he said he thought it was. He said he thought it was kind of disrespectful to the the guys that are playing right now at this level. I think it is definitely disrespectful to do it while they're playing. Yes. Let's get that off the table. Like I think that's disrespectful for the guys that are focusing on their season right now. They still have a playoff game. From that standpoint, yes. Do I think it's going to be a huge distraction? Not necessarily, because, you know, 
at the end of the day, and this is probably what their coaches are telling you, we have a playoff game this week. That's We're right. playing in the playoffs right now. Like that might not even affect some of the guys in that locker room. So it's like you got to play for the seniors right now, the That's guys right. you're playing with right now. So um, I think it is disrespectful just to do it at this time, but I don't think it'll be a huge distraction to the players. Honestly, yeah, I, I agree, especially because they are a senior heavy team as well. You know, uh, it's inter- I'm going to be so interested to see what kind of health they come in with. They got yeah. their two main quarterbacks Yarns. knocked in, uh, knocked out against Villanova. Their main running back, he looked banged up in that Lafayette yeah. game, and there's been some scuttle on Twitter and out of their sort of news cycle that he might not be able to go. Wow. So, yeah, we'll, yeah he we'll didn't see. play like the whole, uh, maybe the whole fourth quarter. Yeah, like, but he, yeah. I saw him go down. So the, the Lafayette game was fast, because I, I went into that one thinking, oh, Delaware is just going to cruise in this one. I was thinking, yeah. Grizz are definitely playing Delaware. And that ended up being true, but there was a lot of back and forth. I know you broke it down. What would you think of just the back and forth in that game? Man, I couldn't tell. At some at some points in the game, I couldn't tell who wanted to win the game. R- totally. So many mistakes. Man. I mean, that game was a mess. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, even with the four turnovers, the fact that Delaware won, that's crazy. I also wonder how much the atmosphere affected them because Delaware Stadium is about eighteen thousand five hundred. It's about the same size as the Cat Stadium. Well, they have like six, four, four. So that and, and I, that shows you oh how, that shows you how fickle people could be because they got yeah. blown out at home by Villanova in mm-hmm. their rivalry game mm. in front of a sellout crowd, and then okay, now you got to play on Thanksgiving, and you know you got a holiday weekend, and you Ain't just lost to Villanova. Nobody's coming. <laughs> you know, I mean, you've seen this in Missoula where there's less crowds, but still in Missoula. It's oh, fourteen yeah. or sixteen thousand oh, that yeah. still show up. We're still good. It's wait, wait. <laughs> I mean, that, that stadium just looked when they would show up from certain angles. You're like, is anybody there? Is I this know. a playoff game? You feel, I feel like happened? they kind of tried not to show it. No, they I did. don't remember they, seeing it. Much. No, they they really did. They really tried <laughs> to shoot it from like the side where you could see the people, so it didn't look just empty because it was sad for those guys. Um, Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com rewards to register and start saving. Run down the road. It up. Oh, yeah. There, it was such a mess, though. So many oh, mistakes yeah. in the game, and I... You have to wonder how much part of that is, though, is just the fact that Nick Minicucci, the the quarterback, he had only played two quarters of college football in his entire life. He just got he threw in the fire against Villanova, and then he's like, they're like, okay, starting the yeah. playoff game. I don't even think the first interception definitely his fault. It, I mean, I don't even know, want to say it's his fault because the ball was a little inside. Yeah, but the receiver had it in his hands, dropped it, it tipped up. The second, the the third interception. 100% his fault. Hmm. The second interception was tipped up, a batted up ball. The receiver, I think the receiver had the sun in his eyes or something because he it, it hit him right in the face. It's just, I, I don't, I think he, I think he's a good player. I'm not going to lie. Like the way right. watching him and. Oh, he has, he has good like specs. I mean, oh, he, yeah. I mean, he's 6'2, 195. You can tell he can move a little bit and you can tell he got a little moxie to him. And oh, then, yeah. He's going to be good. It's a, it's it's a different deal though. Like the Grizz were trying to bring Ayat along, and he was like practicing with the varsity, yeah. and like you know, same thing with Tommy Malott when he took over as a freshman. Like they had been trying to make him beat out Matt McKay for the whole yeah. year, and then they were he was ready. That's different than hey kid, we really like you. We're developing you. You're a fr- you're a red shirt. Hey, you're in. You know, it's just uh, yeah. just different. Yeah, it is tough. It is tough. I couldn't tell that he had only played two quarters of football because I think he did play well in the. I mean. He came back from down twenty-eight to seven yeah, right. in the first half. Like 
that is a, a feat in itself. So I think he's a quarterback to be reckoned with. Obviously, he's a young guy. Obviously, he was at home. Now you're in Wagriz. Yeah. Away, it's way different. Totally different. Like, and the Big Sky is way different. Than, I mean, this environment is way different than any environment he's probably seen in the CAA. I know they played at Penn State, so sure. that game was probably pretty packed and pretty loud, but right. they got blown out. So right. let's 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 be real about what this is and um I think they're going to be a formidable opponent. I really do. They play a lot of man coverage, so it's going to be interesting to see how Montana attacks that, but um I think the quarterback I I think he I think he can do some damage for sure. When it comes to I always have a hard time with when I'm watching these playoff games with personnel evaluation and just in terms of gauging just like how how are they going to compare to right. the Grizz or the Cats? Right. What did you think? They have some good players, and I. You, I thought you, I thought when you watch the lines, a lot of times when you get to the, the this level, the early rounds of the playoffs, like when you guys played Sela, for example, mm. they come rolling in, and you're like, okay, the skill guys look a lot kind of the same. But the lines don't look the same. Yeah. The lines are way smaller. Oh, yeah, up front. I thought the Delaware's lines, though, looked pretty big. They did. They look like they can hang, for sure. I think they, they look, like, formidable. Their D-line, honestly, I don't think they look that big. No, they were they, they were definitely smaller. That's the other thing is because of just, like, the area that Montana, Montana State, North Dakota State, South Dakota State are all in right now, their D-lines look as good, just in terms of yeah. body mass, they look as good as anybody in the country besides oh, yeah. the SEC. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. you could just get big guys to fill you holes. Know, farm, yeah. farm boy type <laughs> guy, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. yeah. Governor, Governor's looking like a real D-tackle no matter where he's playing. Yeah. Sebastian Valdez looks like a real D-tackle no matter, you know, other than Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. But, but you know what I mean? Those guys most, are different. Most levels of college football, especially out west, they all, you know, the, the Montana schools stack up for oh, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I thought Delaware's lines, though, they looked okay. Yeah, they looked okay. But you're right, the D-line is way smaller, though, than way what smaller. we're used to seeing. Their offensive line, I think, looks, looks like they can get the job done. Um... I don't think that – I'm not going to say that Minakuchi was under a lot of pressure, but he did have to scramble a lot. Yeah. I don't know if that's just because receivers weren't getting open down the field or if his line wasn't really giving him a lot of protection. But um, it's going to be interesting to, to see this matchup for sure. What do you think I – mean, I mean, to me, I think both these games with the Montana schools come down to the, the intangible factors more than the tangible factors. Yeah, for like, sure. Like the Cats and North Dakota State, okay – both sides know each other really well. Both sides have coaches that have coached with each other, against oh, each yeah. other. Like North Coast State's OC played when Brent Vegan was a coach. They, like, <laughs> they all know each other super well. That part, the chess match would be fun, but but they know what they're getting into. Yeah. To, to me, that game is just can the Cats get up off the mat or not? That's it. Like, are, are they ready to show up and play after yeah. they got absolutely hammered against Montana or are they not? Yeah. That, and they, have they ever, when's the last time they beat North Dakota State? Oh, man. The last time the Cats beat North Dakota State had if to they be, have. had to be when they were D two. They haven't beat them when they were D one. So that I mean, North Dakota State beat them in the playoffs in 2010, 2018, 2019, and 2021. So you talk about intangibles. That's a part of it too. Is like NDSU is going to come in thinking like we always beat these guys for sure. We're not going to play around with this like for sure. And how, MSU, how, about, how about this though? They have ended Montana State season three out of the last four years, but it's always been in Fargo. Mm. That's the part about this matchup that's so interesting is that. The fact that both teams kind of stumbled during the regular season, yeah. it makes it so it's in the second round. So it seems like it's so much more of like a a big because the loser of this is gonna no no question have a disappointing season. Yeah, like if you lost in the second round of the playoffs with either of those teams, that's a disappointment. Oh yeah, but you have to think like if they 
eventually you were going to have to play each other. Yeah. If this was just a semifinal game in Bozeman, the Cats would be like, yeah, hell yeah, we got it. Oh, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like we finally got them to come to our place. Like so they did know, South Dakota State. I, I, exactly. I, th- <laughs> I think it's interesting that, uh, you know, the fact that it's a little bit earlier puts a lot more pressure on it just from a full, you know, program narrative standpoint. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how Montana State bounces back. I, I mean – I hope they're able to get over that hump. I know. And that's what you talk about the intangibles, that mindset thing of like, man, I I just think it plays a big part. And I hope they can break that because I know when I was in high school, there was this team union that we used to always play. And that was just the thing. Like we couldn't get over that hump, but we went to state. But that was the one game we lost, and it's like, ugh. right? No, it's so true, man. I remember when I was in high school, Hell at Capital was like the the thing, and then when we beat them in the first game of my senior year, we celebrated like we won the freaking <laughs> Super Bowl, right? Because they, they were just the, and they ended up not even being good. They were like a four and six team. But you're right, like when you have that mental thing, it's, oh yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so for the Grizz, I mean, just more of the same. I mean, I, I just I just think it's just about carrying the momentum from from the rivalry and just keeping rolling because that's been the biggest factor in their success is just how much momentum they have as a team yeah and I think um Lafayette was able to run the ball pretty successfully on the ground the man coverage they Delaware busted a couple times in coverage where they just got exposed and I think Montana's going to be able to exploit that Delaware plays a lot of off man coverage you can take advantage of that a lot of ways and I think coach Pease will be able to scheme it up perfectly to be able to exploit that but I really think it's about McClifton the the run game the defense standing up and you know that aspect of the game there I I don't want to necessarily do predictions but I think here's here's what I think first of all I think the Grizz are going to roll yeah I I think they they got too much momentum and and I think Delaware just being totally busted up I mean yeah I still know how a true freshman quarterback comes into Washington Grizz in a night That's game. the biggest thing. You know, I, I just don't Under know how the they. I, I, know, I just don't know how, how they do that, especially with, if he had a little security blanket with their all conference running back. But if he's banged up and or out, that it, it just it just kills him. Yeah. To me, though, I think all eyes got to be on that game in Bozeman because I think the winner of that game takes so much momentum and also has then a real path to maybe get back to Missoula or maybe even get back to Frisco. Yeah. And I think the loser of that game, it goes into an unbelievably tough offseason, especially yeah. if you're the Cats. Yeah. If you are the Cats and you eight lose. Eight and four looks ugly. If you are, especially when you were eight and what, seven and one. Yeah. You know, like if you lose to Idaho and Montana and North Dakota State, your three main rivals basically in the last four games of the year, <sighs> you got a lot of questions to answer. Yeah. Especially after how hyped they were all season, and how like top five all season. And the other thing is, I mean, you know this, even though you're a Grizz guy, they got mad talent, man. Like they have a ton of talent. Oh yeah, so they're really four, good. Eight and four and losing your first playoff game is a it's a disappointment. Yeah, if, I, if you don't get you it done know on how Saturday. I was that week of that cat game oh, because yeah. I know how good they are. They are a well built team. I think they are able to run the ball better than anybody in the country. When they are firing on all cylinders, the run game is a, a masterpiece. And I mean, it's just. It's mind-boggling to see what they look like right now with the eight and three record. You know they got NDSU. I, I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna. Um, what, are, what am I trying to say? I think they're gonna be able to defeat NDSU. Are they gonna, I was trying to are think they gonna get a, up, Are they gonna get up off the mat? That's yeah. what I, I mean. I think yeah. so too, man. Yeah. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC.
I think that one advantage that they do have is that a lot of times when you get just destroyed like that, you make a bunch of excuses. You have a hard time accepting it. I was so impressed with Brent Vegan in the post game press conference, man. He walked in there. He's like, credit. He's like, man, Montana out executed us. They out planned us. They out coached us. They out played us. 100% credit to the Grizz, and we got to figure this out. Yeah. He was not scared or hiding behind nothing. He was just saying, But that's hey, what you respect as a player. No, that's right. And that's from right. everybody that's looking right. at it that's from right. an optic standpoint. That's right. And also, sometimes people underrate Vegan because he's a kind of a stoic guy. I guarantee he is getting after their asses this week oh. in practice. <laughs> they have no idea. <laughs> There's no doubt. <laughs> if he's a coach that cares and if this team is, if he thinks this team is as good as he thinks they are, yeah. he definitely got into it. Yeah, for sure. Because about, just uh, think about the potential this team had all year. No, that's right. That's right. I mean. Um, last couple things for you. Sammy Cam, big side breakdown. How about um, the, other, the other two big side teams? What do you think of Sack going to South Dakota? I think that's an interesting matchup. I think man. it's an interesting matchup. Um, strength versus strength, right? South Dakota's just, eh, whatever on offense, but they're really good on defense. Yeah. And, and SAC is, eh, fine on, on defense, although they did get Armand Bailey back, which is huge. The number, number, number four. four. Yeah. He's, he's first team. He's a dude. Yeah. Man, and he's, he's been kind of in it. He had a, like a busted ankle, so he's been kind of going uh, through it this year. But he was back. He, was he a, flies around. He was a menace. Um, but SAC's offense looked, looked good, looked oh, great yeah. against North Dakota. Oh, yeah. Caden, Caden Bennett? Oh, my gosh. She, that, where was that? That's all, what all I'm season. saying. Man. We and Andrew were saying that, too. <laughs> They had it the first half of the season, and then they decided to just start screwing around with the two quarterbacks. Why? Just let that guy roll, right? I mean, oh he, my god, like, like he's nice, man. Oh yeah. When he's in a rhythm, he's really nice. Oh yeah. And that's why I was so nervous going into that game because I'm like, when they this, came here to Missoula, yes. Yeah. If if this guy can get going, it can get real dangerous. Same with when they played Montana State. I don't know why they didn't use his legs. I know. In Montana, well. I will say this. I did mention this in my breakdown, too. A lot of times in the Montana State game on the read option, the DNs were running straight at Bennett. Yes. Hand it off. Right. We don't care. Right, right, We're not right. letting it. So I will say good job by Montana State no, for them to take it, that it, aspect it, out. It's true. They were running straight at Bennett, and then when he was given to Fulcher, Fulcher was, was eaten for a yes. little while, and then he busted his ankle again. You know, so, and, and those are the little things that can that can kill you. In this I field. think it's an interesting matchup. I think Sac State can definitely win. It just depends on their defense. Yeah, it does. I mean, yep. what they did against North Dakota, great offense. But oh my gosh, can yeah. we can we get a stop? Not right, <laughs> totally. Especially when you had the momentum and then they gave it all away. But then they they, they rallied and they, they were able to finish it. But yeah, I mean that was a, there was not a lot of defense being played right. in that game. Uh, how about Idaho? I, for me, I think Idaho has a ton of pressure on them in this one. Oh yeah. Because they're the four seed, they got to buy, but they didn't get an easy drop. I mean, Southern Illinois was the fourth or fifth team out of the Missouri Valley, but at one point this year, Southern Illinois was like number seven in the country. Yeah, so formidable opponent. Um, is is Anthony Woods, is he healthy? Kind of. McCoy's also banged up, too. McCoy didn't play last week. Right. Or two weeks ago against Idaho State. Right. I forgot about But they're – is that kid a freshman? Freshman, Jack Lane. <sighs> He balled. He totally balled. Oh, my gosh. I mean, at, <laughs> at one point, I thought, I was like, okay, if Jason Eck doesn't call off the dogs, they're going to score 100. <laughs> I mean, they, they had 56 points five minutes into the second quarter. Yeah. I'd never seen anything like I mean, Coach Eck said on Vandals Weekly this week, which I'm about to post. Sorry, I'm a little behind this week. Uh, but on Vandals Weekly, Coach Eck said this week, he's like, I've been coaching football for a long time. I played football for a long time. And he said that was the single greatest executed half of football I've ever seen by a football team. Wow. Which is saying a lot. Yeah. That's so, a lot. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's another one, though. I just think it comes down to can Idaho just like embrace the moment, right? They get it's a national TV game, got flexed to ESPN, too. So I, I you know, I, I think that they're. 
They're nine and a half point favorites, so they should they, they should be favored in the game. But just can you handle the pressure? How do you right. you know? Because last year they just completely stubbed their toe and just did they no showed in the playoffs. Man, who they play last year? Southern uh, Southeastern Louisiana, Sela, but they had to go there. They messed up the bidding process. They probably would have got a first round home game, and they didn't know what they're doing because it was the first time they'd made the playoffs since they wow since they got back in the Big Sky and they messed it all up, and then they had to go on the road and then they lost. That's so tough. So bad, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think it's uh, a lot of pressure on Idaho. Yeah, I think it's a lot of pressure on them as well. Um, I think Anthony Woods plays a big part in that. Their offense. He's he's a impact player. But um, yeah, it's man. I, I'll be excited to see what they what they are able to do. Because like we talked about earlier in the season, I think Giovanni McCoy is one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Sky. Yep. But I think sometimes in those big games, it didn't really show how we all expected it to. So I think he's getting a chance to redeem himself in this playoffs and. It's going to be a exciting show. It'll be fun. By the time we talk again, there'll be an Elite Eight in the FCS playoffs. Man. Hey, Kim, Coulter Nuan is here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Town.